When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Welcome in to Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff producing on this episode. And uh, we got to get into a little interdivision drama here with the Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay Packers and notable free agent Everson Griffin. We'll get to that after a quick thank you to Dennis Kirk. Dennis Kirk has helped to power Purple Daily and multiple things here at Score North over the past several months. And Dennis Kirk is a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. We're talking Harleys, cruisers, sport bikes, you ride a dirt bike, any other type of motorcycle, and Dennis Kirk has what you need Plus, Dennis Kirk has extended their offer of 0% interest for up to 12 months. They truly are the best in the business. Open, uh, I'm sorry, order by 8 p.m. Get it tomorrow. $89 orders. Ship free at DennisKirk.com. So Everson Griffin's still a free agent. The Vikings, even going into the week, were short on, I would say, proven quality defensive linemen. Like there's, there's a lot of question marks right now. I think now the Vikings kind of know what they have in Shamar Stefan as an interior defensive lineman. Jaleel Johnson just kind of a guy it feels like it feels like the outside of Daniil Hunter it feels like the upside along the defensive line is 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 not, now that Michael Pierce is uh, opting out of the season Armin Watts has shown some potential mm-hmm. and and there's some upside there um Adenabo had seven sacks last season in limited snaps which is a good sign mm-hmm. but ultimately the only established defensive lineman right now for the Vikings is Daniil Hunter and Judd I think you can probably go back 15 years. There might be a year like post Jared Allen and pre Daniel Hunter where maybe Everson Griffin was the only standout defensive lineman. But even then, they they always had Brian Robinson. They've always had at least two guys on that defensive line that you felt like were trustworthy, were impactful for a while now. Yes, up up until you know the, the Williams Wall came along. So this is the first time yeah. that they've only had one reliable guy on paper. So Everson Griffin. There's rumors that the Packers might be interested now in Everson Griffin. The Vikings have cleared a few million dollars of extra cap space for 2020 with Pierce sitting out and tolling his contract into next year. So what do you make of of this? How how aggressive would you be pursuing Everson Griffin? And how would you feel if he became a Green Bay Packer when it was all said and done? That would be fun. I I think that the majority of Viking fans would absolutely hate that. But let's, uh, let's back up here and go through what's ordinary and what's not, okay? Ordinarily, I'd say Griffin's still good. He's still productive. 
But he's not a kid now, and it's the type of player who, if he walks um, and goes to a different team, you're probably getting out a year or two too soon, but that's fine. And Adenabo steps in, had, what, seven sacks? I believe he was third on the team in 2019. And you know what? He steps in, and who knows? We have seen guys on this defensive line, especially with Mike as coach, emerge, right, and become really, really good. I mean, Hunter was, what, a third-round pick? And he has emerged into an elite, top-notch player. So, ordinarily, I'd say if Pierce was there, that things are are flowing as normal as possible. But then it got interesting on Saturday. Because Pierce um, probably had told the Vikings at some point in time in, what, the last week or so, that, that because of his underlying health condition, that he was likely going to opt out, which he had the right to do because of COVID-19. So Zim's probably known that for, let's say, a week, okay? Like, he's probably going to, which is, for Pierce's sake, the right call. Yeah. Saturday, in the Zoom call that uh, Mike did, talking about his new contract, he was asked uh, by a reporter about Griffin. And Mike does things for a purpose. Like, Mike Mike is is not a subtle dude, all right? So he starts talking about, I'd love, you know, he sent me a text congratulating me on my contract extension. I'd love to have him back, blah, blah, blah which essentially was a nudge to Spielman to at least try and get him back. Yeah. And on Saturday, I'm like, oh, that's intriguing. I guess I get it, sort of. But then Pierce up, ups out. And I know that Pierce is a nose tackle. But to what you're saying, the Vikings are clearly, likely, going to have to get creative about defensive line schematics in 2020 right now, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so not that Griffin would come in and replace Pierce, but Griffin and Hunter both proved in the Saints game that in passing downs, they can be super effective inside. So in trying to put the pieces of this puzzle together now and to go back to the question of Griffin possibly returning to the Vikings for this season, I do wonder if Zimmer was giving Spielman a nudge to say, at least if I've got Griffin back, I've got some depth and I can get creative then. Because right now you do look at this line and especially the interior Shamar Steffen is a guy. Jalil Johnson, same thing, is a guy. Ar- Armin Watts might be good, but right now we don't know. It all sort of makes sense that bringing Griffin back would give you a little bit familiarity and depth that you probably feel today that if we do play 2020, you're lacking. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Holmes is in the mix for, for young depth. Uh, they signed Anthony Zettel as a free agent, as an edge rusher. But in general... Depth is the key word here. And so my, my first thought when it came down to just value is, all right, let's look at Everson Griffin and Adenabo just sort of side by side. And and let's like you, you know, you can look at the sack totals and say, well, Adenabo had seven sacks and Griffin had nine and Griffin played over twice as many snaps. And like that right there on its face would say, well, I mean, you can pretty much get the same production. If you dig a little deeper, the story is kind of the same. If you look into pro football focus numbers, for instance, uh, Everson Griffin played 850 snaps to Adenabo's 368. So Adenabo played less than half the snaps of Everson Griffin. They had nearly identical overall defensive grades, according to Pro Football Focus, mm-hmm. and they had nearly identical pass rushing grades, according to Pro Football Focus. Now, Everson Griffin created more quarterback hurries than Adenabo did, but Adenabo got home a higher percentage of the time in his hurries than Griffin did. Some of that can be chance and luck and circumstance. But if you're just comparing those two players, and one might cost you millions, one might cost you 700000 or whatever it is that I don't have a Denebo's contract pulled up, but he was 
put it this way. He, he wasn't. He's, he's a, a seventh round draft pick. Tag, yeah, he's not so. making ten million dollars. Yes. Um, you can make a very strong case that value wise, just go with go with the twenty five year old guy that is still on the upswing that could maybe if you give him a full season. Sure. But then the question becomes: oh, Wait a second, because of just injuries and attrition and the the natural rotation of defensive linemen in a game, like you still need a third and fourth edge rusher. Odenabo, as the third edge rusher, played 368 snaps last year. Uh-huh. Well, who steps up into his role? If Griffin's not on the team and Odenabo steps up and plays the starter snaps, okay, well, you still need someone to play like 400 snaps as a rotational guy. Depth, depth, depth is the key here. And Absolutely. so if you can bring Everson Griffin back, I don't, th- I don't think it means that you would have to uh, suppress Odenabo's chances to maybe thrive as a 25-year-old emerging into his prime. Um, but I, I think it would I think it would benefit the Vikings greatly to just have another competent and trustworthy defensive lineman here going into a season in which they only really have one. Right, so. and if if you bring Griffin back, it's got to be on a one year contract yeah. on your terms. So if he says I got to make blah blah blah, you got to say no no no. Uh, but to uh, delve deeper into what you're talking about here and what makes this conversation a little bit more dicey and tricky is in Zimmer's defense, quarterback hurries are probably almost, if not as important as sacks, because the whole thing is to pressure the quarterback to get the ball out too quickly at times, right? To benefit the secondary and the second tier. And so if you get pressure, that is, is, in his mind, I think almost as valuable as sacks. Now, let's consider this question, too. Adenable might be a good player, but the unknown here is going to be this day one if Adenable and Hunter are your two ends. Go back and watch games when Griffin's been playing well. And look at the attention that opposing offensive uh, minds have had to pay to him lining up at right end, which, by the way, is the key end, okay? They have had to pay a lot of attention, double-team him, and chip him. That, at times, has put Hunter against a right tackle and, at times, a tight end, okay? Or it's put him against tight ends. Tight end can't block him. If I remove Griffin completely from the occasion or from the equation and Odenabo's there, and let's say he's good but not great. And now, now if I'm an opposing OC, what am I gonna say? Yeah. I'm gonna say Daniel Hunter, twenty four seven. And we'll worry about Odenabo and he'll probably get his, but it's not gonna be the threat that Griffin presented to us previously. Well, now I have potentially weakened Hunter's role. Not that he's not going to be good. But you guys, he's had 14 and a half sacks in each of the past two years, okay? That's outstanding. So I think what Zim might be doing, too, is trying to get the message across that Griffin still has to be paid attention to. And look, non-pandemic, Griffin's gone quickly, right? He's probably signed in March. He's for sure, I think, signed pre-draft in April. He's still there. If you're Zim and you, you have two new corners, or actually three, including the nickel, the interior of your defensive line is a big question mark. And the gift is given, hey, Griffin can come back for one year. You as a coach and defensive scheme guy are probably going to jump. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, I think, man, it just it just feels like Everson Griffin probably has another year or two left of high caliber play, too. He's not the same guy he was three or four years ago, but he had a resurgence last year. And... He's the type of guy, if you have to see him twice in the division, if he does go sign with the Green Bay Packers and you're left with, now you're left without Michael Pierce, and so you're left with at least one experiment on the on the interior, maybe two experiments, 
and kind of an experiment at the other edge rusher spot. And the Packers now have two absolute fortified cornerstone guys. And a stud inside. I mean, um, it doesn't. Uh, I just, I just, I don't like that taste if you're the Vikings. And so, if, and, and by the way, I tracked this down too in terms yeah. of what. So they, they came into training camp before Michael Pierce opted out with around $7 million in cap space after the draft picks were signed. And so, um, if you go by uh, what the Pioneer Press wrote yesterday, they quoted something from Jason Fitzgerald, salary cap analyst Jason Fitzgerald said Pierce's cap number will be $2 million in 2020, which is a third of his $6 million signing bonus from last March. His cap number, so his cap number is going to be $2 million this season. It would have been $5 million. Mm-hmm. So the Vikings saved $3 million to the cap with Pierce out. And and I'd have to go back and 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 make sure that this is accurate according to like uh, overthecap.com. But I believe that bumps their cap room up to ten million dollars after signing rookies from the draft sure. for Everson Griffin or whoever it may be. I think you can get Everson Griffin even if they are like one thing to consider here too is if they're going to sign Dalvin Cook to a contract extension, how much of that signing bonus and that money are they going to roll up in two thousand twenty? Right, because his cap number is only like two million dollars for two thousand twenty. Are they looking to use some of the room that they have for additional, you know, money to Dalvin Cook? Um, how much could they give to Everson Griffin? These yeah, are all things that one. they're trying to figure out right now. That, that's tough. Um, if I bring Griffin back on my terms, one year contract, I love that. That's fine. The problem with going down the path of like Cook is not 2020; it's 21. And, and I think that they have set. So I believe that the cap going into 2020, if I'm not mistaken, Phil is 198. Is that correct? Yes. And it is going to go down the fl- so the floor of the agreed to cap um, th- that they did because of COVID 19 is 175. That's the floor. So I mean, we might be going back a lot. So the Cook extension to me does not scare me a bit for this season. It scares me for future years. But if I can get a veteran guy like Griffin back on a reasonable one-year contract right now, I'm doing that. I mean, the circumstances have changed. So, yes, I would jump at the opportunity if Griffin is still here and is like, yeah, I'll come back. One-year, pick your figure. I would definitely jump at that chance Mm -hmm. because it goes back to what we discussed at the outset of this show, which is also depth. It gives you depth. And it gives you choices. And you might be able to find ways to use all three of your pass rushers in certain third down situations like we've seen, especially late in the year last year, the Vikings well, did. Didn't that a Saints that. game intrigue you? Yes. That Saints game really intrigued me because that mm-hmm. to me, that formula works. And and opposing teams can prepare for it, but that's still some pretty talented players. Mm-hmm. So okay, they're prepared next time. But that doesn't mean that they're going to stop you for sure. Mm-hmm. So th- that really intrigued me, what, what they did against the Saints in that first-round playoff yep. game. So Everson Griffin, he might be choosing between the Packers and the Vikings Your thoughts. here in the, in the next couple weeks. Him and green and gold. It would look weird. I would I, not like it. But, I mean, after <laughs> the, I honestly, for. after 2009, it's bound to happen at some point where they don't, they a, don't really a, do a that Vikings much. player goes over to Green Bay. They don't do that too much. And sticks it back. We love it. I feel like 2009 has bought us in the Twin Cities and Vikings fans like 20 years of not being able to complain if a Vikings player goes and plays for the Packers and still has some left in the tank. 
Aaron's coming. He's going to be in purple. You know it's going to happen. I can't wait. He's going to look so great in purple. Oh, 12. And you know what he's going to do? Perfect he is going to have an MVP like oh. Favre 2009. He is going to carve up the Packers defense. God, he's going to have a veteran Adam Thielen in a couple years. He's going to have <laughs> he's going to have Justin Jefferson I was say merging Jefferson's going to be good. Yes. Justin Jefferson is going to catch probably 12 or 13 touchdown passes from Rodgers in 2022. He's going to go for 1500 yards in a season. He's going to catch he's going to He's going to catch 120 pass. I can I can already see the numbers. You're getting me excited. It's going to be amazing. Come on, bring it on. We will do at some point here, maybe in the next day or two, an episode on what Aaron Rodgers told the ringer. It's very juicy. He used was, past tense, was looking forward to being a Packer my whole career. Yeah. Which, which means I am looking forward to carving up the Packers as a Viking. That's what that That's means. That's how I translated it. That's what that means. You like that? Didn't say it. You like that? Uh, Kirk, it's no Where's offense Kirk? to you. It's no offense to Where's Kirk. Where's Kirk then? Kirk is rich. Kirk is playing for another team at that point. No, I know, but where? Well, who's going to need a quarterback in like two years? Detroit. <laughs> Kirk would be great in Detroit. Go back where you Michigan. played college football. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm guessing he's from Michigan originally, too. I believe so, right? yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, that would be great. You know where else Hometown he could be? Hero. He could be a bear. He's from actually. He's yeah. from He'd Illinois, be the greatest quarterback in Bears history the minute he stepped foot into Soldier Field. <laughs> Sid, Luckman. Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman's pissed at you for saying that. Honestly, like legit question: If Kirk Cousins became the Bears quarterback tomorrow, he's the greatest, right? He's the greatest quarterback in Bears history tomorrow. In modern era, I mean, I didn't see Sid play. Might have been fantastic. Okay. I mean, let's take Sid Luckman in the 1940s out of the That's equation what I'm saying. for a second. The modern era. He's better is, than Jay Cutler. Is Cutler? It would be Cutler. Cutler's got a better McMahon. arm. And... He's Cut- better than yeah, Cutler. you might be right. Cutler, Cutler, they're like, the same Cutler was, they're very different though. Cutler has, I think Cutler has more of like a big arm gamble to him. Sure. And he's, I think Cutler's more mobile too. They're than, very different people too. Very different people. <laughs> they're both in the same tier of quarterbacks. Yeah. Kirk, both... you, Kirk cares too much. Jay didn't care enough. <laughs> That's basically those two personality wise yeah. in a nutshell. Amazing. What a division. 2022. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers Rod- here, Rogers Kirk Cousins with the Vikings. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you next time. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.